0: In this devotional, I'm going to share with you three thoughts from Matthew 10, verses 34 through 39, where I'll ask the question, how does Jesus bring the sword? Matthew chapter 10, verses 34 through 39 says, Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. Jesus is often called the Prince of Peace, but at the same time, he says that he did not come into the world to bring peace, but a sword. Aren't these two ideas in conflict? How is it that Jesus is both the Prince of Peace, but he is also the one who brings the sword into the world? Well, here are three thoughts on how that can be from Matthew chapter 10, verses 34 through 39. Thought number one, a divisive message. Jesus' message is inherently divisive because he doesn't allow for a lot of wishy-washy thinking. Jesus' message is quite simple, that he is the Christ, the Son of the living God. His message is that he is the Messiah, that the law and the prophets have been looking toward for hundreds of years. Jesus' message is that you believe he is this person, or you don't. It's a divisive message. It's a message that cuts right through the middle of thought. It's a message that will divide families asunder, that will take nations and split them in two. Jesus' message is inherently divisive because each person will decide whether or not they believe that Jesus is in fact the Christ. Thought number two. Loyalty demanded. Jesus brings the sword because he demands loyalty and not loyalty like we understand it today. What do we think of when we think of loyalty? We usually think about loyalty to our favorite sports teams. But that isn't what Jesus demands. Jesus demands profound loyalty to him to the point that your connection to Jesus is greater than every other relationship that you have in this life. He says that he has come to set a man against his father, against his mother. Parents and children will disagree over who he is and separate ways because of what they think of who Jesus is. Jesus demands ultimate loyalty, complete loyalty. His demand is that you devote yourself to him even more than you would devote yourself to anything else that you could possibly even imagine. Because such a high degree of loyalty is demanded by Christ, His message inevitably brings the sword. Thought number three, suffering guaranteed. Jesus brings the sword because if you will follow Him, your suffering is not a question. It is something that will happen. And this is something that gets reiterated again and again through the text of Scripture. Because if you will follow Christ, then people will treat you like they treated Christ. And how did they treat Christ? They killed him. This gets played out in the lives of the apostles. How are they treated? They're thrown in jail. They're thrown in prison. They're ignored. They are marginalized and ultimately killed for their faith in Jesus Christ. Jesus brings the sword because... The people who follow him will ultimately die by the sword. The people who follow Christ will have to see following him as more valuable than life itself. Because if you really are following Christ, you will recognize that he is your life. And there is life to be found in no one else, in nothing else, than him and him alone. Jesus brings the sword. He brings the sword because his message is so very divisive, because he demands ultimate loyalty, and because suffering is a guarantee for those who do follow him. But the other guarantee is that ultimately, those who follow him will enjoy life and life everlasting. These three thoughts come from the assigned reading of Matthew chapters 8 through 10.